The Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. How are you, friend? I'm very honored that you have decided to listen to the Paul Leslie Hour. On this episode, I have an interview with the jazz guitarist Bucky Pizzarelli. This was recorded and broadcast on the radio, and I'm bringing this out on the podcast for you all to hear. But first, I have to report back. I went to see the legendary Tony Bennett in concert. He was at Atlanta Symphony Hall. This was on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2020. Backed by a four-piece band, he had guitar, piano, drum, and an upright bass, and no stage props. There's no trick lighting or anything like that. It was just real music. And it occurs to you when you're listening to him sing song after song, these are the greatest songs ever written. Some of the ones that stuck out in my mind, he did The Shadow of Your Smile. In other words, Fly Me to the Moon. It was a real crowd pleaser, of course, when he did his signature song, I Left My Heart in San Francisco. Man, what a great song. And also, as an added bonus, I didn't know this until I got there, but the opening artist was his daughter, Antonia Bennett. She was a guest on this show. She did a couple of songs that I really thought she shined on, including Someone to Watch Over Me. It just seemed to fit perfectly in her hands. And then she also did a surprise version of Willie Nelson's On the Road Again, which she dedicated to her father. You just get a feeling when you're seeing Tony Bennett in concert, like, wow, this is not something that you see every day or even every year. It's just a very extraordinary thing. During the show, I ran into Johnny Pizza, who is a legend in his own right, and I had a chance encounter with Charles Pignoni. Charles Pignoni is the man behind Frank Sinatra Enterprises, so that was kind of cool to get to meet him. He was a past guest, too. You can look him up, episode number 340. Anyhow, now Bucky Pizzarelli. Bucky Pizzarelli is one of the most legendary and great jazz guitarists of modern times. And there's a lot in common with Tony Bennett, as our past guest Jerry Vivino pointed out. They were born in the same year, 1926. Both Americans of Italian descent, and both of them have passed on their love of music to their children. Martin and John Pizzarelli and Mary Pizzarelli, all of them are musicians. Also, both of them known primarily for their music, but Bucky Pizzarelli and Tony Bennett are both painters. Bucky Pizzarelli has appeared on records by everyone from people in the jazz world like Michael Franks to people like Paul McCartney, Roberta Flack, Carly Simon. With no further ado, I'm going to play for you the Bucky Pizzarelli interview. Let me know what you think. Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by one of the true greats in jazz guitar, Bucky Pizzarelli. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I think most stories are best from the beginning. What was life like growing up? Well, I grew up in a grocery store in Patterson, New Jersey. My father had one, and we lived behind the store, and we had all these customers, and we had a million laughs, and I used to deliver orders and make uh, like 75 cents all day for a 10 cents and a quarter, and maybe less than a buck by the time the day was over. 
But we had a million laughs, and uh, we had a lot of fun. And would we be wrong to assume that Picciarelli is Italian? No, you're right. Yeah, oh yeah, my mother was born in Italy. Was music a very important part of your life? Oh, uh, very important, because every Sunday, my two uncles would be over with their banjos, and they played till, uh, from 12 noon to 6 o'clock at night. And we were all joining. And I wanted to join it, so they showed me a few chords, and uh, I joined them with them. Can you remember the first time you picked up an instrument? No, uh, it was then when I was, my uncles bought me a guitar, an old Gibson round hole guitar. I was the happiest guy in the world. <laughs> Could you put it into words? What is it about the guitar that is exciting? Well, you can carry it around. It's not like a piano. <laughs> it stays in the house. But a guitar is a, a beautiful instrument, and I think it's my favorite instrument. What guitarist influenced you the most? Oh, a lot, a lot of them. Charlie Christian from Buddy Goodman's band, and Django Reinhardt from France, and more recent were, was Tony Mattola, Al Caiola. And I did a lot of studio gigs with those guys. And uh, when I saw them in action, boy, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> did you ever see Django Reinhardt in concert? No, I never did. Never no. did. I was When I was in the service during the war, I was in the World War II. I was in Europe. And I came very close to Santa and uh, Nancy, France. But it never happened. You know, we were going through too fast. And we were going back to the States. I did work with his partner, Stefan Capelli. What is he like to work with? Oh, he was fabulous. Great, great violinist. And he played piano. And I understand he played saxophone and everything in the old days. Those guys know what they were doing. They were all 100% music. They weren't about anything else but playing and playing. That's why it was so good. <laughs> Tell us about the influence of Joe Mooney. Oh, Joe Mooney's my hero. My uncle played with him, and we used to listen to him on Sundays. We'd go down, when I was going to high school, we'd go down and drink Coca-Colas <laughs> and listen to Joe Mooney Quartet. And the music today is still the best in the world. Hmm. If you ever, you ever hear any of his records? I haven't, not yet. <laughs> oh, you look them up. I will. Joe Mooney Quartet. Just accordion, guitar, bass, and a, and a clarinet. What are your recollections of the first time you went into a recording studio? Well, that was very exciting. Uh, I can't remember the first time I was with Vaughn Rose Band, I think. And uh, there was a recording strike in those days, except for uh, we made records for the servicemen, you know. And I just joined the band and sat down and played what I was supposed to play, and I was the happiest guy in the world, <laughs> especially when you heard a playback, you know. Tell us about joining the Tonight Show band. How did that come to be? Well, I was I was doing a lot of recording dates, and they were rotten dates. They were like rock and roll dates. I wished to do something else, you know, and it just so happened that there was an opening at, at NBC, and I had already been on staff, and I played the Kate Smith show earlier in my career. They asked me to join the, join the show. You know, Skitch was the leader, Skitch Anderson. And I joined it, and it was a great band. You know why? It was a good band. They had all the best musicians that ever played in any band, or all on that band. Clark Terry, Snooky Young, and Doc Severinsen. It was sensational. 
And we were featured a lot, you know. And sometimes they had where the comedians didn't want to go on because it was too late. They'd ask you to play a solo, and you get up there and play a play a solo nationwide. That was a big help for my career. Were you always confident appearing in public? Is that something that you was just natural to you? Well, that's what it's all about. You know, you can, you can make all the records you want. You can do ninety-eight takes. When you play in person, you got to do it the first time, right? <laughs> Do you think it's more important to be confident or more important to be humble when you're an artist? You have to have a lot of confidence in your play, and you have to have both. I wanted to ask you about performing with Frank Sinatra. Oh, that was exciting. That I, was very nice, yeah. Well, the first time uh, I was playing with George Shearing, and we opened for Sinatra at Carnegie Hall, and he played there for a month every day. That, that's pretty big. At the end of that that gig, Frank was asked to play at the White House, and Tony Matola was his guitar player, and uh, and the guest that night was the president of Italy. So uh, Frank thought it would be a good idea to play something with two guitars. So they asked me to join Tony and play, play at the White House. And uh, the other singer was Perry Como. <laughs> we spent two or three days, and, and down there it was unbelievable. Amazing. Now, are there any recordings that survive of you and Sinatra? Yeah, there are a few. In fact, I got a couple of residuals because I saw his name listed there, one of the albums I had made with him. And they probably used that in a movie or something. Every time they do that, they always pay, they give you some money for it, for being in a band. There are so many great, great artists that you perform with. I mean, everyone from Benny Goodman to Les Elgart. I yeah. mean, you could just go on all day. Who has been the most thrilling? Well, you know, the most fun I had was with the Dion and the Belmonts. They were very good. I did a lot of records, but I did the first three or four million seller records for Lori Records. And they always called me to get a little group together. And it was always, always about five or six guys, that's all. And we had a lot of fun playing with him. Sinatra was always funny, you know. We always had a lot of fun with him. Benny King, I did Benny King's record with George on my mind with... Who made that? Was George on my mind. Ray Charles? Ray Charles, yeah. Ray Charles. Wow. What was he like personally? Oh, great. He was. He had somebody whispering the lyrics in his ears while he was playing. <laughs> <laughs> But he he made a a statement on that record. Absolutely. It's like you've passed music on because your son's Martin, your son John. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, that's the way we were brought up. I hate to say it, but the music today stinks. (laughs) 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 But Because there's no melody, there's no harmony, no chords. You know, when you hear Cole Porter songs, you hear good chords, great melodies, you know. But that's all disappearing now. Everything's on one note, and it's bang, 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 and plus your ear, eardrums. Yeah. You just mentioned Cole Porter. Tell me some of the composers that you feel have created the best Well, music. all of them. You name them, man, and I'll, I'll tell you about them. They're all great. I think the greatest one was uh, Dave Grusin. Dave Grusin, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was unbelievable. What about Irving Berlin? What do you think of his Oh, sensational. Sensational. You talked about some of the 
very memorable artists that you've worked with. What about the most memorable recording? I don't know. The most memorable, I think, was with Vaughn Monroe when we made Riders in the Sky. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, we had Don Cosa was one of the arrangers in the band, and he also played guitar. And uh, we had to get another guitar for for that that arrangement. We were going zoom to the zoom to the zoom all over, and we rented a guitar at a house shop for uh, Don Costa, who was a fabulous guitar player and a great arranger. And <laughs> we played that thing in one afternoon in Chicago. We were on the road, and the night we played that Riders in the Sky on a gig, we had to play it three times. The people went bananas when they heard it. <laughs> what about Ed Lobb? And I was one of my students way back and over 40 years ago. And he, he bought a seven-string guitar the same week I bought mine. And he, he knows how to play it. And now you perform with him as a duo. Oh, yeah. yeah we have two seven-string guitars. It's different than two regular guitars. We have an extra low note. Does it make you very proud to have your student on stage with you, performing with you? Oh, it certainly does. <laughs> <laughs> When you think back about all of the experiences of your life, what are you most proud of? I'm proud that I'm still playing. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're adding new things to uh, the guitar guitar music. What is the best thing about being Bucky Pizzarelli? (laughs) Well, I had nothing to do with with that. It's a, it's a family thing with us, you know. My son plays and I play, and we're, and we're, we're it's always uh, it's always music. I think that's the best thing. It keeps you young. So my last question is very open ended. For anyone who's listening in, wherever they are, what would you say to them? Well, pick an instrument and practice. It's something liable to happen, and something will happen. You know, you got to stay with it. You just can't. Play in high school and say, well, when you graduate, you say, oh, I don't play it anymore. You gotta, you gotta stay with that instrument, whatever it is, whatever instrument you want to play. I'm lucky I had a guitar and I got chords and melody. When you play a saxophone, you got just one melody. Thinking about one note. I'm lucky in one way that I'm playing a guitar because I have harmony and melody, all both, all going at the same time, like a piano. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Okay. I appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Zip, bip, bibbidi bop, boobity zing, dang, bong, chichi, cuddly zing, a bang, doom, coochie, atsikili, matsuko, oh, you should get gone, go, go, a doom, go, geezing, go to glen, dang, I'm bong, tight, it'll as a good plant, and doom, da, ba, dee, ga, doom, goodbye.